Welcome to an emergency San Diego Comic-Con Marvel Announcement Edition of First Issue Club Podcast. This is all hands on decks, folks. We need all hands and all decks. Put them in. Put them in. Collect them all into a pile. Please. It's an emergency meeting. Of the Marvel Minds. Hall H has been over for maybe 14 hours, and we are still digesting the news. I am reeling, Greg. So many bombs were dropped. I don't know how DC will ever recover from this. <laughs> That's a good point. Do you think that DC Comics right now is like, fuck, what are we going to do? Or are they just like, cool, comic book news? I have no idea. I, they didn't even come out with anything. I mean, they, they have big news. They have Robert Pattinson as Batman. They have all these DC uh-huh. streaming shows. That was a social media blip compared to the, what Marvel It unveiled. was an eclipse. It, yeah. Marvel took over all of San Diego Comic-Con with this. They uh-huh. dropped their next phase and teased the phase after that. What I think the was was part of it just like the scope of the announcement that blew you away. There was just so so many things like to announce like the next how many years is it first of all, do you know? It's the next 2 years. So 2020 uh-huh. and 2021 they've announced their movies schedule okay. and but, TV schedule. But nothing beyond that. They've hinted at what phase 5 will be which will be after 2021. Okay. That's so many things for just the next three years. Right. They like they, they took this year off. Uh-huh. Like they're taking that year off from 2019-ish. Right. And coming in hard fall 2020. With what, the What are we gonna do until then? We're gonna speculate. Uh-huh. We're gonna be clean we're gonna be glued to our mobile devices and internet to get any kind of tidbit or breaking news it's a good thing we have comic books to keep us busy oh my god i don't even know what comic books are anymore i'm (laughs) i'm a movie boy hell yeah me too i'm all movie boy (laughs) well you've probably noticed so far already that it is just me and greg we were the only two that could wrangle ourselves for this emergency conversation caitlin busy Mike Russo. Off world. In Canada. He's off world. I, that's a great way to put it. <laughs> so it's just you two Marvel baby boys here to give you the skinny. The scoop, as they call it. All right. You ready? Should we get this thing started? Started. Started. Solid intro. Solid intro. <laughs> All right, this is going good. Fuck headphones. We don't need them. Yeah. I can hear myself and you. <laughs> well, Mike, let's kick off the episode by first introducing the new mini fudge mansion. That's true. We've got a mic- some micro fudge uh, specifically <laughs> cultivated. It's European. <laughs> it is. Uh, darker chocolate. Mm. The walls are more bitter. Yeah. And where is our It takes a more sophisticated suite? palate to enjoy these episodes. You're exactly right. And two sophisticated gentlemen to host our way through oh, it. Oh, good sir. Mm-hmm. To you as well. Uh, we are actually in my house, Mike D, uh, in a little side room here 
with a little home rig. We invested in... We a got a second studio. Home studio. Uh, our little fan babies, our audience people, are so kind and sweet to us mm-hmm. that we could finally make the move to have a more convenient solution so we can do things like these bonus episodes. Because that's what we're here for. We're here to make more content for you to geek out about comic books and comic book related media because that's what we love and we know that's what you love. Content is king, by the way. Content is hella king, and as they the say. M- more tent that we have to sling. Mm. And we slang it. <laughs> the, we love slang it. The higher our throne's going to sit. <laughs> <laughs> We're creating our own iron throne of comic book mm-hmm. nerdery. This is true. Who will be the ruler? There oh. can only be one, and there's four of us. This is tough. So in the later episodes, it's mm-hmm. going to get a little dicey. My co-king. <laughs> <laughs> We're co-kings right now. We're co-kings for now, and then we'll figure it out later. (laughs) We'll get back to you on that. Who rules the microfudge? All right. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's get into it. Paul H. dropped last night Mm -hmm. at 10.30, 11.30 Central. Yep. Or I don't know the exact time. I just had a great idea. Yes. What if we called this segment uh, Hall Blog? Hall Blog? I love it. Like when you make a Hall video? Of all the stuff you got. Oh. This is like our version of that, which is like the convention hall. That's clever. Thank you. It's a play on words. Yeah. Uh, verbal copyright, first issue club. Yep. Uh, hall blog. We should keep talking about this. <laughs> Documenting all of our convention experiences <laughs> through hall blog. I fucking love that. All right. Me too. We can take this rig on the road, baby. Yeah, let's do it. Updated episodes. <laughs> all right. Are you ready? I am. Okay, so last night I was glued to Twitter, getting constant updates through my feed, freaking out, keeping Caitlin awake, nudging her, telling her the new things. She was not pleased because she was very tired. <laughs> so I'm very excited to be talking to you right now. And I need a breakdown myself personally because I was kind of ingesting all of this through social media too. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a good uh, reference point for exactly what all happened and why it's happening and what each piece is so i'm excited to yeah hear another person translate it so to the normal person that kind of follows marvel loosely they may be a little confused because what marvel did yesterday was release their timeline for their movies and television shows that are going to be on disney plus slash maybe hulu i think these are all going to be on disney plus so i'm going to break down kind of not in order but just in a, an order that I have them, and I'll tell you if they're a movie or a TV show, kind of loosely what they're about. Yeah. Mike D, are you ready? This is what I need. Yes, I'm ready. Okay. So first up, no surprise, we have The Eternals, which is Jack Kirby being unhinged Prolific. Jack Kirby. Yep. <laughs> talking about space people, talking uh-huh. about things that I don't even really fully comprehend. I, I don't know what The Eternals are as a whole and what role they play in the Marvel universe. I'm assuming they're important because we're getting a movie. Well, and I'll say too, that these are Eternals have existed for a long, long time. Right. But kind of faded from popularity Mm -hmm. in a major, major way. Right. Um, So we don't have a lot of like even ongoing series now that like reference them that much. Not really. I think when I was a kid, um, and just to date myself reading these comics in like the early 90s that I would pick up some Eternal stuff. Right. But never enough. They were like the X-Men were burying them at that point and they just weren't that popular. So I'm surprised to see that this is like um, 
potentially like first up coming is the next big like Marvel thing. Yeah. And like maybe this is the MCU trying to make up for Inhumans and the disaster that oh, that was. Sure. That they had all these plans because I'm sure with how much they plan ahead mm-hmm. that um, you would think that they maybe sorted some important st- story point or plot out with Inhumans. Right. And then we're like, what's another outer space thing that we can do this with? Exactly. Maybe that's how Eternals came about. Because I think there is some kind of like hierarchy to the Eternals. Like I think they're uh-huh. these godlike creatures that created maybe not humans, but experimented on humans and maybe experimented on themselves. Like it's very confusing, very muddy. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not completely versed on it. Hopefully by the movie we'll have new comics out. Yes. We'll be covering on the regular show to help us and aid us through (laughs) the muddy history of the Eternals. (laughs) Yeah. Give us some primer comics, Marvel, please. Yeah. Um, a little bit of the cast, uh, Kumail. What? Kumail's in it. Really? Yeah. Angelina Jolie. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, there are a few other names that I can't think of right now, but mm-hmm. those are the two that stick out to me right now. Yeah, cool. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown was supposed to be in it, but she is not. Backed out. Yeah. Either backed out or they found someone better. Huh. I'm sure she's going to be pretty busy with Stranger Things. Four. Four. Quattro. Yeah, as they say. Yep, ST4. So that could be really interesting. People are actually the most worried about Eternals succeeding, which I can see. That's what I said about Guardians of the Galaxy. And that's the point everyone brings up. Yeah. You know, Marvel hit it out of the park with Guardians. I was talking to um, our mutual friend Nathan earlier. Yep. I think the reason that Guardians succeeded and why Eternals could succeed so much is no one really knows much about them. Mm -hmm. So they can kind of play around with the origins and the character dynamics. You're 100% right. That there are certain characters like Spider-Man that are super sacred to people Mm -hmm. and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, no one's going to be up in arms they're about not the gonna, Eternals. Yeah, they're not going to have a Sonic the Hedgehog teeth fiasco on their hands. Oh, God, God those Eternals. teeth still haunt my dreams. <laughs> Alrighty, next up, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now, this is going to be a Disney Plus show. This is a show. Yeah. I would have thought this was a movie. You know, I would have too, but I kind of prefer it to be a show. Yeah. Because I feel like it's going to be the buddy cop Marvel movie that we've all wanted. Yeah. You know, we got the caper. Mm-hmm. The crime caper from Ant-Man. Yep. And we got, you know, the kind of sci-fi horror stuff from Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. I think we're missing that buddy cop, like, just going out, working the comic beat, mm-hmm. a superhero beat, and taking down supervillains. And that's what's going to be the Falcon and Winter Soldier. And what's funny is they call him the Falcon. I was just about to say the logo there is Cap's shield. It is Cap's shield. And... Sam was supposed to be taking the mantle of Captain America, mm-hmm. as far as I assumed from the end of the as movie. As far as what everyone assumed. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. I so, wonder if he's, I wonder if it's set in a different timeline or if he's at odds with um, taking up the mantle. I would, I would love it if it's about him coming to terms or becoming Captain America. Yeah. And the show ends quote-unquote, with him becoming Captain America, like accepting the role mm-hmm. and what it really entails. Both of these characters have been Captain America at some point, though, right? Correct. Bucky was Captain mm-hmm. America for a little while. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's almost like, if they both are Captain America at some point throughout this. Ooh, Captain or, Americas? Yeah, Captain Americas, plural. <laughs> or if it starts as with Sam as... Uh, Captain America and then ends with Bucky 
as Captain America. Now that could be interesting. Yeah. I think, and like I've had this viewpoint for a while. I actually don't think this MCU Bucky wants to be Captain America at all. I don't think he wants that um, recognition or like that kind of, because when you become Captain America, you get a certain amount of yeah. um, uh, limelight put on you. Right. Or some responsibility that I don't think Bucky really wants. That you're supposed to be this altruistic sort of character yeah. that always knows the difference between right and wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And I think with Bucky, he's obviously still reeling from being mindfucked through yeah. 11 movies. Right, totally. So I think he's there to be maybe the Obi-Wan Kenobi mm-hmm. to uh, Sam's character. Yep. Which could be fun. We saw their dynamic in Civil War, how they just always are bickering back and forth. And, yep. Uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be really cool. Yep. I know that the Falcon and Captain America was a huge comic book. Was it the 60s? Maybe like late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. That they had a a comic series that ran for a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. So this could ultimately end up being somewhat that too. Where That's very true. When he could be like, let's say Bucky ends up really owning the Captain America thing. And then Sam, it becomes Captain America and the Falcon. That's very true. All right, next up we have uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Now, there's something very important about that name, and it's the Legend of the Ten Rings. Explain. Now, that goes into the Mandarin. Ooh. And we saw (laughs) what we thought was the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. Yep. With uh, Ben Kingsley, I think. Yep. So he played the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. There's going to be some spoilers here, so if you don't want to... If you don't want Iron Man 3 ruined for you, which <laughs> who does, uh, turn it off for a little bit. At the end, we find out that he's an imposter. Right. He's just pretending to be uh, the Mandarin for the real villain in the movie. I'll leave that for you to find out. Um, new reports are coming out that the real Mandarin, the actual character of the Mandarin, will be featured in this Shang-Chi movie. I love it. And the Ten, the ten Rings have been kind of... Uh, sewn in these last three movies they've been kind of mentioned and hinted about so this could be really interesting and um the cast of this is super diverse um the the director is you know highly regarded so this is going to be i think one of these movies that's going to blow people away with the action scenes and all of that yep He's a badass character do you have many shang chi books i don't i've always been interested and now is my time to um really dig into it i just downloaded the marvel unlimited app yeah so i've been really nose diving into back issues totally and um it's been amazing they did a couple like newer books with him mm-hmm. when i say newer i mean what probably within like the last eight years <laughs> <laughs> so new yeah, yeah super new i always think like oh that book was like two years ago and then it turns out it was like six or seven but there was one run that wasn't very long lasting but it was a new shang chi series and i really liked it um so Stoked to see that that's a character that that made the list. That it's not just more of the Avengers we've already seen. We're just expanding and expanding the universe. Right. That's what I'm really loving about these announcements of these movies yep. and um, TV shows. You're expanding upon new characters and and you're introducing new characters mm-hmm. while at the same time building off of the characters you already established that don't get enough. Um, uh, uh, screen time in my opinion which is Doctor Strange and Hawkeye yep. I think those two characters are very interesting and I love seeing them 
uh, get their stuff, which we'll be talking about very soon. You're killing this transition into this next one. <laughs> but we're going to talk about WandaVision. Is that how you say it? <laughs> WandaVision. There is... It sounds like a TV show where we get to watch Wanda. Um, True. It yeah. is a TV show on Disney+. Plus. Is it okay? But it's Wanda, a.k.a. the Scarlet Witch, uh-huh. and Vision, a.k.a. the Vision. Yes. And so, as you guys can remember, Vision bit the dust in Infinity War. Yep. He got his little soul stone plucked out. Bloop. And uh, my theory is Wanda's going to bring him back with her special mutant powers because they mm-hmm. were in love. Right. And I've read some reports that they're going to be following kind of loosely the Tom King vision miniseries that came out no kidding yeah so it's gonna deal with you know wanda resurrecting which this doesn't cover it but the 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 repercussions of wanda resurrecting the vision Uh uh-huh and the vision kind of wanting to like the pinocchio situation wanting to be a real person right what does it mean to be real and have a conscience and a soul and all that so it's gonna be kind of a, a weird lesion mind fuck of a tv show which yeah. i am ready for sounds heavy yeah oh and uh um uh spectrum's gonna be in it she is a character from the captain marvel universe oh yeah so that could be re- uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know how she's gonna play in it all yep but um so i'm really interested to to see this both of the like paul bettany and mm-hmm. elizabeth olsen are yes. gonna be the stars of this correct man how <laughs> they must be spending ungodly amounts of money uh, on these shows. You would think Disney would be out of money. Totally. But, uh, uh, well, as of today, Marvel, uh, sorry, Endgame uh-huh. has surpassed Avatar. As, oh, no kidding. As top grossing movie ever. Wow. So, I mean, they're making money. Yeah. They're spending money, uh-huh. <laughs> but they're also making money. I guess these are all cash cows and I'm, I gotta get Disney Plus. I don't know like how oh, much yeah. that's going to cost or what the situation is going to be. Is it $6? $6 oh, a month. Oh, sign me up today. Yeah, and you get like if you uh pay for the yearly rate, uh-huh, 70 bucks for the whole year. Oh, oh, Marvel. I know. I mean, you're doing it to me. We we <laughs> it's it's no secret that we're Marvel stands and we're <laughs> MCU stands, but when they do it this well, how can you not be? That's cheaper than uh than than many a comic book uh, purchasing trips that I take. That's true. Um, do you, do we know if these are going to be like serialized release or are they're going to be like um, I don't all know. available at once? I bet I bet serialized. I bet they want you to stay on and keep well, watching. Yeah. I mean, rather than like binging something. And so Amazon Prime does this thing mm-hmm. where they'll release half the season at once. Yep. And then they'll wait a couple months and release like part two of that season. Yeah. I don't like that. You don't? No. I don't think I do. You'd rather have it come out every week? I'd rather have it all at once or once a week. You know what I like about the once a week thing? Go. I feel like Game of Thrones created this like really cool experience where we were all like, what's going to happen next week? Very and then true. you talk about it. Very true. And there's... Like, once Game of Thrones ended, I was like, what's the next thing that's like that? And you think about the shows that you love that are serialized. They're almost all HBO shows. And I'm like, I love Barry. But does, Ooh, yeah. but does Barry have, like, the same sort of, like, epicness and pull and intrigue? Like, not near as many people know it and talk about it. I feel like these 
are probably going to be things that like tons of people watch mm-hmm. that that streaming service I've just learned is super cheap. <laughs> so so I could see all of us being just like, man, that episode of Wanda, I can't call it WandaVision. It needs an and or something in between it. I hate yeah. that. WandaVision. And it's crazy because like you think it's one word. Yeah. And it may be one word, but vision is capitalized as well. Yep. So, yeah, it needs like an ampersand or some kind of different spacing, but WandaVision. I don't like it. Well, I'll let Kevin Feige know and yep. see what he says about it. Change the name. But what's funny about WandaVision is it actually ties in to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Is that right? Yeah, and Elizabeth Olsen is actually going to be in the new Doctor Strange. No kidding. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what that's all about. Yep. Her powers are just so like, um, well, obviously she's one of the most powerful mutants ever. Ever. Besides Xavier, I mean. Right. Um, And we don't know, like, I think the movie's kind of been like really ambiguous about like what exactly it is that she does and like how she pulls her power from things. Right. Like, obviously we've got some definition of that, Mm -hmm. but there's room for her powers to expand. And does that involve some sort of like transcendent walking across planes sort of thing that's very all like well, similar to Doctor Strange. Well, do you think that Marvel was kind of painted into a corner because they couldn't say the word mutants because at the, at the time Fox yeah. had owned the X-Men franchise mm-hmm. so they couldn't really go into a full real explanation of what Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch were. Mm-hmm. So now do you think that Disney has complete ownership of it? With these two series, WandaVision and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, do you think they'll have more of an opportunity to really untie and unbox a lot of what she is? Are we going to find out that Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver came to our Earth from another plane where everyone are mutants? I could see that. Or let me... And then in this movie... We're going to go back to that plane and meet all the X-Men? They could. It very well could. Because these are all just phase four right now. Uh Uh-huh. So, like, that could be a complete implausible option. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I kept hearing, like, in the, like, social media blur Mm -hmm. that, um, of all this news that they said confirmed that, like, X-Men were going to be, like, a part of this somehow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so from, from the beautiful and bellacious lips of Kevin Feige himself. He said, mutants are coming. Yeah, baby, mutants. And as as if I wasn't rock hard enough from Hall H, (laughs) my pants literally blasted off of me when he said, mutants are coming. Uh And I yelled out, Kevin, so am I. (laughs) Nice. So, okay, so you remember when uh, the whole House of M thing was happening uh-huh. and scarlet witch said no more mutants yeah what if so we already have established scarlet witch is beyond powerful mm-hmm. she's almost like can rival jean gray and yep. xavier and what she can do right are we gonna find out that scarlet witch has already said no more mutants or has casted a spell upon the world to make them forget that mutants exist and they've already lived among us this entire time in the mcu the 100% a possibility. Have you been reading the most current X-Men run? Yes. So, with 
X-Man. With X-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, well, which, which just ended, two, by the way. Du- yeah, double, double-edged thing here because they've been doing this uncanny run alongside of it with mm-hmm. Cyclops. Um, and Wolvie. And Wolvie on Earth in absence of all the other mutants. Um, I don't want to ruin anything for you. Are you okay with me going ahead here? Ruin it. So I'm pretty much up to date. Are you okay? Yeah. So you know that like Emma Frost essentially did the same thing recently. Yes. Where she yes. like took Cerebro and made everyone on Earth forget that mutants existed. And mm-hmm. when you see like a mutant flex on their with their powers that like they don't notice or realize those things. Right. And uh, Scott and everybody made a conscious decision to say like that's not right. We want to fight for quality the right way rather than like hiding the shadows and Mm -hmm. they like undid everything right so it's something that's been echoed more than once in the comic books and a strategy that's been employed multiple times in the comics so i guess not an impossibility for the shows and movies it seems like something riskier and weirder to try for on marvel's end you think uh, yeah to be like oh by the way to unveil that in such like a weird way mm-hmm. that like isn't built up to yeah i mean because they've dabbled with multiverse stuff already with spider-verse and mm-hmm. i mean people were already willing to accept the fact that mysterio was from a multiverse yeah you're right so it's like people are ready to kind of believe that so maybe in dr strange well even before that eternals might even start to dip our toe into multiverse stuff same with shang chi Mm -hmm. like maybe we'll get slowly introduced to that concept throughout all these things right so when it like full-on happens in another one of the movies um it's less bizarre right isn't Uh, it crazy how in phase two or three people were concerned that putting dr strange in and him using magic would turn people off and now it seems like phase four is relying heavily on space and magic Mm mm-hmm and yeah. people are just like, I get it. It yeah. makes sense. <laughs> they're, at, I think they're at a point now where they've established the universe so well, yeah, that they can kind of get away with whatever they want, and you're gonna take it as like believable, yeah. Because I, you get to a point where you like accept that certain things exist, and then you kind of suspend disbelief about anything else, and as long as they give you some reason, and it doesn't seem like lazy storytelling then I'm ready to buy in to that stuff. They've kind of earned it at this point. They really have. I mean, you're exactly right. If if the story is believable enough and explained well enough, mm-hmm. you can you can hook anybody. Next thing. Next, I'm going to run down a couple TV shows from Disney+. Plus. First one is Loki, which we all know is the trickster, trickster god and Thor's <laughs> adopted baby brother. And this is going to, I think follow loki through time and different uh points in time because in endgame he got a hold of the tesseract yep and he was blipping and blooping out of existences in different time periods so now he's a time trickster right (laughs) do you think there's the logo really caught my eye Mm -hmm. it's like every letter is like a different style it's like made of a different element. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's got to be some sort of clue r- clue to like what the show is or referential of something 
um i 100 percent agree here so um i love what is, is it, tom hiddleston is that how you say his name mm-hmm. he's like such um an entertaining actor and he does loki so well so that's that's one that i'm super stoked for and i honestly cannot believe they signed him on for a tv show they probably gave him a stack of money for that I'm sure everyone working on these is getting fat stacks so of money. So much fucking money. Just having it rain down upon them. Right. And uh, you're right. I think Tom Hiddleston has really encompassed who Loki is. Mm-hmm. He's gotten the attitude down. He's got the swagger. You, you couldn't do it with anybody else. You could. So, you wouldn't even have a Loki show. Totally. This is in the same sense that like they would have been in a total shit show if like Robert Downey Jr. was like, I'm not doing Iron Man anymore. Oh my God. That yeah. you would have been like, we just got to write him out of all the other movies. Yeah, he would have died in Iron Man too. Same thing with Loki. There's a handful of the Marvel, like even like the big Avengers characters that I think you could um, recast and people wouldn't throw like the biggest fit ever. But he's one that I feel like just killed the character if he's not going to do it anymore. 100% agree. Cool. Next up, um, a favorite of mine, um, Mike D, I think you as well. Yep. The animated TV show, What If. Oh, it's an animated show. Yeah, it's okay. an animated What If. And if you're not familiar with the comic series What If, what it is is it posed questions in, to be like, uh, I think one was this like, what if Mary Jane became Spider-Man? Yep. Or what if... Uh, There's a lot of Spider-Man ones. I have a bunch of Spider-Man ones. As, it, as and it's just webhead. like... Uh, they're just fun thought mm-hmm. exercises of like, hey, what if this happened? Or what if this happened? Yep. And uh, I think one was just like, what if the symbiote attached to Aunt May or something? And it's just yeah. like, they can be a little goofball or they can be really cool. Yep. Um, Some of them are really dark. They're like, you know, like, what if Ultron won? Yes. Yeah. And I think they're great, fun ways to uh, tell alternate stories. Yep. And it's a way for creators to flex their muscle a little bit. A um, little tidbit. Everyone involved in the show is the original actors from the MCU movies that we've already seen. So Chris, if there's a Captain America episode, Chris Evans will be coming back to reprise his role. Oh, like he does the voice for he the He does characters? the voices for them. No kidding. Yeah. So like all these characters that you've come and grown accustomed to oh my are coming back to lend their voices, which is just <laughs> crazy. Like, How do they do it? I have no idea. They're like... Well, I know they're making so much money, but I feel like the plan here is just they had to have spent so much money all at once. And then, like, money is obviously a big motivator, but you would think these actors and actresses wouldn't come back if they didn't like love the characters, love the characters themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it speaks to Marvel for making quality product and having the bank account to back it up. Right. So uh, this should be really cool. I'm intrigued by that. I didn't know it was a cartoon. Yep. Um, um, I think it follows Uatu, the Watcher. They brought Uatu in. They this. got him. They scored Uatu. What a tough get. Um, Talk about spending money. Yeah, he retired. You're going to get... Years ago. The, we should try to get the Watcher on our show we at some should. point. When this gets closer to, to debuting, we should get Uatu on. Yeah. Well, we're calling you out, Uatu, and everybody tweet at Uatu. Say, come on the First Issue Club. Uh, you want him on First Issue Hall Club, blog. and we'll see if we can get him on Hall Blog. <laughs> um, next up, one that made me flip the fuck out. It had been announced a couple weeks ago that Thor 4 was officially in development. That Taika Waititi, 
had signed on. Yep. And uh, Chris Evans was back. Um, uh, Tessa, oh, what is her name? Tessa Thompson? I don't know. Uh, the woman who plays Valkyrie is back. Uh, so we get a new Thor movie, Thor Love and Thunder. I love the title. Why is that? I think it just says that it's going to continue in the vein of the last Thor movie, which was like one of my favorite Marvel movies that I think it's going to be campy and over the top mm-hmm. and um, like bring some like romance into the Marvel universe too, which I've always been intrigued by like yeah. superhero love story stuff. And I think we need like more of that. <laughs> well, and uh, it, it was said on stage that, uh, you know, she's the new, king of asgard right now because in in valkyrie is. valkyrie is and, yeah and because in thor's absence he's out in space with the guardians right she says that now that she's king she needs to find her new queen so it, she's oh this yeah. is marvel saying this is the first oh out character yeah that's awesome yeah. so that's a really i think bold move for marvel totally that's great and the representation there is wonderful fantastic mm-hmm. completely needed and um, to have it in such a forefront, like it's going to be like a starring role yep. for this. So I think that's incredible. Also big news with this movie, Natalie Portman's back. Unbelievable. She's going to be playing the almighty Thor. She picked up Molnir on stage at Hall H. Holy fuck. I know. I thought I would never see that in my entire life. Totally. I, 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 I screamed in bed when I saw that. Yeah. That blew my mind. One... I could, we were having a conversation about this before we started that I could not believe that they went ahead and announced it so early that yeah. it seemed like something that would have been like at the end of Shang-Chi or one of the other movies that they tease that a little bit and it like blows your mind. Mm-hmm. But to give away such like a huge mind blowing thing that the fans have like wanted and been like clamoring hoping, for, hoping for <laughs> in like some sense, uh, that they were going to give it to us. I can't believe that they already announced it. I completely agree, but we also mentioned that people love to follow movie productions around, mm-hmm. and there's going to be spoilers, and you can't not let this go hidden forever. Yep. And it was going to get out eventually. I think this is Marvel just getting ahead of the curve, really yep. throwing it down at San Diego Comic-Con saying, we're bringing her back. Especially they're filming it right now, you said? Uh, it's, in, it's production. in production. It's, it's in like production. in like pre-production, so okay. I'm sure they're working on a script and all that stuff. So if someone's gonna report it, then they want to report it. And they why wouldn't you? Have That's their like mo- the smartest have fucking their move. moment. And it was pretty awesome to see that and see that Natalie, like just the fact that Natalie Portman is doing it again, is yeah. like crazy to me. And she said she was done. Yeah, like after Thor too. So mm-hmm. we all just wrote it off. Like okay, well, that's never gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And then just absolute madness when she came on stage yep i want the thor love and thunder logo t-shirt immediately yeah like right now it's just like an 80s metal band shirt and i don't even think my theory is chris evans isn't even going to be in this movie maybe like flashbacks and stuff because he's with the guardians right now yeah chris Hemsworth. why would he be in it if he's off with the guardians trying to find gamora that was, oh. the la- that was the last we saw of oh, him. Oh, there's no Guardians movie that precedes... Correct. Well, that the, the rumor movie. is it's going to be Phase 5. So, I mean, really? Oh, man. It's going to be... A- so, I think the Thor they're referencing in Love and Thunder 
is Jane Foster. Oh, that didn't even occur to me that like. I mean, I'm sure there'll be like flashes to you him. You could or not whatever. even have him in the movie. Yeah, I mean, if she picks up Molnir, because he left Molnir with uh, on Earth, didn't he? I don't. Did he have Molnir? Molnir got destroyed. Oh, Endgame. but he got it back when he went back in time. But he did get it back when he went back in time. Oh yeah, that's right. Captain America wielded it. Yeah, he did. Sorry, <laughs> I can't remember if he left it there or what. I'm in a blur of Marvel facts right now. <laughs> so many just twirling around. Know, there's like, like a so much tornado in your brain. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be really exciting. Really, yep. I'm really really excited for that. Um, next up, we have Hawkeye. Not only do we have Hawkeye. Okay, so I don't know if they said anything about this. Mm-hmm. Is this female Hawkeye? This is Matt Fraction Hawkeye. This is when Kate Bishop comes in. Dude. And he teaches her. As soon as I saw that logo, I was like, this is Kate's Hawkeye. This is Kate's Hawkeye. That's the exact fucking logo from the comic book. Yeah, totally. And this is going to be incredible. I love the Matt Fraction Hawkeye story. Yeah. A lot of people did. Yeah. They tackled a lot of things that um, comic books don't typically tackle, like uh-huh. depression and um, uh, mental illness and all that. So, I yep. mean, this is another book that and TV show that's really going to make people respect Marvel even more mm-hmm. than they do now. Did so they, I am, Have they done any announcing of casting for this? Do you know? I The only one that they know for sure is that Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner is coming back it. as Hawkeye. Okay. So I don't know who the Kate Bishop character is. Like, who's going to be playing her? Right. Um, I think all we get is the release date, which is in 2021. Do you think they could be doing something with his daughter from Endgame? I don't know. Because because if you remember the beginning of it, they're like, he's working with her on mm-hmm. shooting arrows. Right. So it could be her. But her name's not Kate. And why would it be Bish? Why would well, it be- I almost wonder if they change some of the story enough could be that they just like replace Kate Bishop with another person. Yeah. I don't know. This is like, well, they said Kate Bishop in the release. They did say, Kate they said Bishop. Kate Bishop. Okay. So I don't think it's Hawkeye's daughter. Okay. Because, and that may make a little sense to me because he already lost her once mm-hmm. his daughter, uh, Jer- um, Hawkeye did. Yeah. So maybe he's apprehensive about having her right. follow in his footsteps. Cause he doesn't want to lose her again. Right. And he comes across Kate Bishop in one way or another. Totally. So, who knows? But um, super, super excited for that. Uh, of course, Black Widow, the yep. Marvel movie that will be coming out this quickest, which is in, I think, fall 2020. And that follows this. They actually this, they actually said the date of when this movie is set in the Marvel timeline. And mm-hmm. it's right after the events of Civil War. What? Yeah weird isn't it yeah so it's set in um oh fuck i forgot the country but it's like set in a european country uh-huh. i think budapest okay and early rumors are taskmaster as the villain <laughs> awesome okay. which is pretty sick yeah <laughs> um david harbour's in it from stranger things the sheriff oh, okay yeah and he's playing the red guardian which is a character i'm not completely familiar with yeah but I think there's a, a romantic link between Black Widow and um, Red okay. Guardian. All right. So that should be cool. But yeah, coming out fall 2020. That one's long overdue. Set in post Civil War Marvel U. I know one of the early uh, rumors about it was 
is that it was going to be um, set back in time. Mm-hmm. And my assumption was is that it was just going to be like a Black Widow origin story. Right. Like we were going to cast her as like a little kid or a teenager mm-hmm. because her her origin story is actually pretty fucked up, at least in the comic books. I don't yeah. know if like they touched the on movie a, on version a is different, but mm-hmm. the whole like uh, ballerina school and they're training them to be killers. Yep. They it's, sterilize her. So yeah. she can't have kids. Right. Which is just super demented. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, yeah. So like you said, long overdue. Yep. She's, I think maybe one of the last original Avengers to get a movie, to get a, a solo movie. Yep. Um, so I'm very, very excited for that. The cast looks great. Um, I've always been intrigued by Taskmaster. He's the kind of villain who learns your moves as you do them. Yes. So big Spider-Man villain. Yeah. So it's like, how do you fight and defeat a mirror image of your, Mm -hmm. your moves and stuff? So that should be really, really, really fun. Heck yeah. So, uh, I think we have a couple more left. Do, do, do. I'm overwhelmed already. Uh, So what we have now, so that was all of phase four, what we just talked about. Yep. It's three movies in 2020. Seven in 2021. What? Yeah. <laughs> like movies and TV shows. Oh, my gosh. So they're, they're going to be busy. Yep. Marvel's going to be very, very but busy. <laughs> instead of taking your uh, vacation, save all your PTO for a stay at home and catch up on Marvel. Yeah, for a binge-a-thon <laughs> because you're going to have some time. Watch all the shows. So, yeah. And so people were curious because that was their Phase 4 announcement. No Black Panther number two. No, oh my God, yeah. No Guardians of the Galaxy three. No ha- Captain Marvel two. So people are were just like, well, where are these movies? And Feige said that, well, that's just phase four. Phase five is coming right after that. Right. So there's not a, even a real break between the phases this year or right. these, this next few years. Jeez. So uh, a lot of stuff coming out, including Blade. Blade got announced. For Phase 5. Which that bl- completely blows my mind that they're bringing Blade into this. Is that a movie or a show? It's a movie. That's they're a, making they're a movie. They're Blade movie. And I am just like geeked up on that because, um, oh fuck, what's his name? Is Mahershala the- Ali. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. He's like the perfect version 2 of Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Is I wonder if Wesley Snipes is going to be in it. I don't, He's I can see him being like an older or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Blade movies, number one, the first Blade movie is yep. untouchable. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Yep. So that the fact that Marvel's revisiting this character again is super, super fun. <laughs> and uh, Oh, man. I wonder how much it's going to tie in. Like, you know, they do some of these movies and you expect them to be like solo standalone movies and then mm-hmm. they end up being more team movies yeah. than you expected. Yeah. I wonder if Blade's going to incorporate other characters or he's going to be very standalone. It'd be like real wacky to see that character intermingle with the Avengers like right away. Yeah. Right now in the comic books, he's an Avenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, man, the only characters that he could maybe interact with would be like um, Morpheus, the living oh my vampire. Gosh, I love Morpheus. Or like Moon Knight. Moon Knight or- would be so cool. Yeah. Like any of like the lower street level uh-huh. superheroes, like yeah. I don't know if they'll do Daredevil. That may be a little too soon from the whole Netflix thing. Mm-hmm. But like I can see them, maybe like Shang Chi. Like he gets teased in Shang Chi because like 
they're both martial artists and oh you're totally right street level Ooh, that's a good tie-in yeah so that could be like yeah that would be cool if who we, knows yep. but i mean in the next year or so we'll be getting more and more updates so i can't believe all that's happening so fast yeah they've got to be they have to have several of these already in production then yeah i mean the shows uh, probably mm-hmm. yeah black widow is like filming currently mm-hmm. as we're talking Eternals is just going to start filming later this summer. Okay. And, you know, like you said, the TV shows, Loki's been filming. I imagine the Hawkeye show is going to be filming soon. The Captain... Oh, Hawkeye was a show. Yeah, Hawkeye was a show. I'm sorry. I missed that. Sorry. Yeah, Hawkeye is a show, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. I almost like that. I like that even better. Mm -hmm. I'd rather things that I'm intrigued by be shows just because you get more content. See, I, I feel the same way. There's better character development, too. I feel like, especially like origin stories, work way better as the shows because you're, you're just not supposed to be attached to this random new character right away. Mm-hmm. Especially when they're super powered. It's so corny to just throw them out there and have you just take it at face value. But um, I agree. And yeah. I think, like like you said, you get more of an opportunity for storytelling on a character in a TV show. Yep. Which for that Hawkeye series, you're going to have to. Mm, baby. <laughs> well, that's all the Hall H news I have for Marvel. There's a few DC things, but nothing too wild. Yep. There was a Harley Quinn animated TV show trailer. Yeah, the DC fans love the animated stuff. Yeah, and I watched because the trailer. They, it they was do, funny as fuck. Was it funny? It was super funny. They do. They're like known for doing the animated stuff better. Right. Um. So... And I'll credit DC. They figured out TV way quicker than Marvel. Oh, totally. Way quicker. Their shows are fun. Yeah. Like the Arrowverse, like uh-huh. all that stuff. All the CW shows, they found their audience, they found their angle, and they nailed it. But you know what? I'll, I'll say that like my level of expectation for those shows and what they were supposed to be mm-hmm. was a little lower than what my expectations for these are. Yeah, uh-oh. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like. When you know that you're getting into watching Arrow and you know that it's on CW and what other programming is like on the CW, mm-hmm. you've got an expectation of like how corny that's going to be to some extent. Like, obviously, that show has like some dark themes. Right. But it's also super corny at the same time. Same yeah. with like The Flash is like really fun and serious at times, but it's also done with a tinge of corniness yeah it's like if it's like a gilmore girl slash yeah like uh you're one that's a great way to put it yeah if, but, if gilmore girls was super powered you'd yes. have the cw verse right <laughs> but these i expect to be more on par with like jessica jones and the daredevil show maybe even more so maybe even yeah quality wise because yeah. they're gonna have so much money behind these right and i mean I, have you watched the third season of Jessica Jones? Yes. It's baller. It was awesome. It's I loved so like, fucking good. Fleshing out uh, Patsy Moore mm-hmm. was like really cool. Yeah. And the fact that they put her in like the vintage Hellcat costume and she was like, oh, fuck no. Yeah. Like that scene was great. <laughs> so I got a real good. kick out of that. 
Yeah, um, I, I was kind of so, bummed. I'm so bummed all those characters are going away. Yeah, or they they did maybe, a great job. Maybe they don't totally go away, and there's maybe a chance that they bring them into this new Disney streaming service or something. You maybe, know what? The possibility is the, there. Maybe the rights are too tough for it, but I think what in the contract it was like Netflix had said you can't use these characters, um, for like three years. Okay, that was the like stipulation. Yeah. So why that was in the contract, I don't know, but. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Maybe in three years we'll see him bust out in the new Blade movie. But who yeah. knows? We'll do, get another Defenders or something too. Maybe. Yeah. Well, Mike, have I fried your brain? You have. You can tell. <laughs> I've got my face in my hands. My hands in my face. It works. <laughs> well, I'm gonna let him slide because your your brain is Marvel mush. I'm not functioning right now. I'm so overwhelmed by yeah. all of the kick-ass Marvel news. So so many awesome things from the Hall H Marvel mm-hmm. uh, explosion of news, which that's all it was. I mean, yep. <laughs> I mean, it's just like Kevin Feige came out and just like making it rain. Totally, it's just like amazing news. Mm-hmm. So this must have been how. Apple felt when they did the initial like iPod. Yeah. Like <laughs> people going ape shit. Thing. Yeah. Everyone's just like losing their minds. <laughs> Throwing their zooms out a window. <laughs> it holds pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the rotating wheel on it. <laughs> uh, the future is now. It's a good time to be a nerd. It's a great time to be a nerd. It's a great time to start a podcast about nerd stuff. Yay. Uh, I think that does it for us in our special Hall Blog side episode with yep. Mike D and Greg. I hope you guys enjoyed it because we plan on doing more. Yep, and we'll be back with a normal episode with the crew on Wednesday. Yep. I think Budget King is still going to be out of town. Yep. So, so good thing we have this studio. Yep. So we'll be recording here <laughs> again with uh, you, me, and Caitlin. And, and we'll be nerding over the first issues of the week. Yeah. I'm excited. I don't even know what books we're going to be reading, but... We'll find out by Wednesday. We'll find out by Wednesday. And so will you, audience people. Hey, give yourselves a pat on the back. You're great, audience people. We love you. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. This has been another episode of First Issue Club. We are a proud member of the Fountain City Frequency family of podcasts, our music is provided by Primary Color Music. We are recorded in KCUR Studios. You can find us, rate us, friend, and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, and your favorite listening platforms at First Issue Club, F-I-R-S-T.